Welcome. You're listening to Faith vs. Weight with Maria Bauer. Maria is a former U.S. Navy Health Information Systems Officer, current health and wellness coach, and author of the book, Faith vs. Weight, reminding you that you already have victory in Christ. Now, here's your host, Maria Bauer. Hello and welcome. It's time for your Daily Strength to Shine. For those following along with the Faith vs. Weight program Daily Strength to Shine Action Guide, this corresponds with Week 7, Day 7, opening with our Bible verse of the day coming from Titus 2.14. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works, redeemed. Anyone that knows me would definitely say that I am a peculiar person. I want to share a bit of how this happened and why I have a heart for healthy families and children. I can say by all measurable standards that I am blessed with a healthy family that does our best on most days, most of the time, to walk with the Lord. But that was not always the case. I have learned how to invest in children early and often because I have lived through the alternative. This is not to disparage anyone or to excuse my own bad choices. This is to bless future generations from what I have learned from my own mistakes and circumstances that could have been avoided. I did not grow up in a healthy family environment. After my parents' divorce, my mother had to work full-time while pursuing additional education in order to gain job stability. My brother and I wound up with plenty of unlimited and unsupervised free time. Fortunately, he made better choices than I did. The combination of unsupervised and completely unstructured time turned out to be my opportunity to get involved with the wrong crowd. It had gotten to the point where if I did not have full-time parental supervision, I was headed to a juvenile detention center. My father could not live with the thought of me being, quote, locked up, end quote, so he stepped up. My brother and I went to live with him. At first, I dreaded the idea of living with my father because of past memories of him abusing my mother and I, but something seemed different about him. My father had started going to church, and it was starting to change him. However, by the time we went to live with him, my heart was already hardened. I was angry and depressed. Drugs had become a big part of this equation, along with other equally negative associated behaviors. It took a couple of years before I found direction. Although I did not make it easy on anyone, including my brother, my father refused to give up on me. He taught me that parenting was not a part-time job and that he was in it for the long haul. He apologized for the past abuse and still struggled in certain areas, but was learning to lean more on God every day. Eventually, I did too. This was the only way we got through it. This never would have happened had he not stepped foot in a church. This was the first step for all of us. We would not have had a chance without it. My father taught me love through perseverance. When I look back at my childhood, there are some wasted years of living in a type of no man's land that took a lifetime to recover from. But here is the good news. Jesus changes lives. Even those of spouse abusers, unreachable teenagers from broken homes, and those dealing with addictive behaviors. In this case, he did all three. I witnessed my father changed, and eventually I did too. If you are struggling with your past or with teenagers, regular church attendance is non-negotiable. Church cannot be an occasional stop when you have the time. I was dragged to church every week, and now I thank God for it. 
However, had I not seen what was talked about in church being lived out at home, it would have made matters worse. Ask God to help you be the person and parent you need to be. Finally, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus and do not give up. He never has and he never will. Never underestimate the life-changing power of his love. Many years later, my family and I were born again in the Lord Jesus Christ. This has been the only complete and transformative healing I have ever known. The Lord has given me a new heart, and it is joyfully and wholly devoted to Him. Therefore, we have been buried with Him by baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life, Romans 6.4. As I hope... My children will be a better version of parenting than I am. Here is what I have learned that has so far kept us on the preventative end of parenting as well. Cleaning up wasted years takes a lot more time and energy than avoiding them altogether. That being said, there are many wonderful parents that go through trials. Here are just some ideas I've learned along the way. Bibles and breakfast. After being born again, I put out a glass of water and Bible each morning for my sons. I wanted them to be in the habit of drinking water and reading the Word of God when they first awakened. As I prepared breakfast, I asked them to read a Bible verse or passage. As we now sometimes have more intense schedules or different departure chimes, I asked them to read a verse in the car using their Bible apps on their phones while I drive them to school. Sometimes I get one line and sometimes I get an entire passage. It doesn't matter. I'm just happy that the Word of God is going into their brains and coming out of their mouths while penetrating their hearts. This always leads to discussion. At night, I remind them to pray, starting with the Lord's Prayer. I want their day in the morning and evening to be bounded by the Word of God, because this is what God wants. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Deuteronomy 6, 6, 7. Our Lady of the Coffee House. A neighbor used to jokingly say to me that on Sundays her family would go to Our Lady of the Coffee House. She avoided church since she did not want to force religion down her children's throats. So the local coffee house became their Sunday hangout. If the topic of Jesus ever came up, he was treated as part of a history lesson. Unfortunately, this is becoming more and more common. This lie from Satan, disguised as the good intention of empowering our youth for tomorrow, is leaving them without hope for today or tomorrow. A child in a poor family who knows Jesus has more hope than a child from an affluent family who has everything going for them, but by this world's standards does not believe at a fundamental level that there is a God they can trust. They're hopeless. We struggle enough as adults. Where are these children supposed to go for comfort? Perhaps this is another factor behind the childhood obesity epidemic and other harmful behaviors that lead to far worse outcomes. Our children are anxious. Jesus said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Matthew 19.14 After starting and ending your children's day with the Lord, it's time to talk about activities. Church. Going to church on a regular basis while having your children involved in a youth group can set the trajectory for the rest of their lives. Not everyone can afford a Christian education, but last time I checked, church is free. Having your children bond with other children, regardless of what they look like or have in common, teaches us to love others just as they are. The body of Christ is made up of people just like you, me, and our children. The world is a lot less lonelier when we can play and worship together. Activities. Keeping kids busy is hard 
hard work, but it is a key to prevention on several fronts. Boredom and loneliness in children is the same as boredom and loneliness in adults, and many use it as an excuse to overeat or worse. I overate when I was in middle school to fill the gap, which in turn contributed to a lower self-esteem, which led to more bad choices. Instead, as children get proficient with their activities, they can build self-esteem while also making friends, which is a big deal at that age. My children might practice their instrument, get homework done, attend a sports practice, or exercise on a treadmill or bike at home with prodding. As mentioned, children should be moving a minimum of 60 minutes per day. This makes them feel better about themselves. By the time they have finished their homework, sports, music, free time, which does include media, dessert almost always becomes an afterthought rather than an all-evening affair. Full-time working parents can encourage their children to take up an instrument, choir, or sport. These practices are usually held after school, which makes it easier on working parents while giving children something productive to do until dinner time. I tell my children that if they want to be faster, stronger, and have fewer problems later on, they need to make good choices today. My children have also seen what happens when adults do not make good choices, and this is probably a better teacher than anything that comes out of my mouth. Sports. Start sports early. Childhood participation in sports is on the decline in the U.S. Girls and children from lower income families participate the least. The key is to start early. It is very intimidating to try out for a team when you are 10 years old and everyone else has been playing the sport since they were four. Although many public schools have after school sports programs, these usually don't kick in until middle or high school. For some kids, this is already too late. The YMCA is a great place to look for both sports and financial assistance for younger children. We are very blessed to be a part of a church, Prestonwood Baptist, that is, has a phenomenal sports program for their youth that also happens to be a full-time ministry as well. Many parents have told me that their child does not like sports. I believe them. However, sometimes we have to give children a chance to like something before they have a chance to quit. If a child does not want to be active or participate in a sport, find another activity. If they do not want to be active at all, tell them they are welcome to sit and watch the activity with no media. Whenever someone in my house does not feel like doing something active, I give them the alternative of sitting it out with zero media. This usually inspires a change of heart. When it comes to something new, I usually have children try it at least three times. Even adults don't feel comfortable right off the bat. We all need more than one chance. Activities like dance and marching band count. Pray that your child gets more excited about a healthy activity and eventually less interested in junk food slash junk media or something worse. Guide your child to try different sports. If you feel like you're late to the game, some sports are easier to jump in than others. A full summer of swim lessons or tennis lessons can help get kids up to speed. Cross-country running and track can also be easily tackled in the summer. Although my middle school age children already play sports, we all needed more indoor exercise during the hot summer months in Texas. So one summer, we signed up for a family membership at a boxing gym. The family that boxes together, well, you get the idea. Anything to keep moving. On eating, as for teaching kids how to eat healthy, my children see me eat the same at home as I do at restaurants with few exceptions. They also know that I will not go to a restaurant that does not serve vegetables or only has fried options. My philosophy with sugar in my house is out of sight equals out of mind. This applies to all age groups. Each person picks one or two favorites, which are placed in a drawer until it's time to have dessert. It doesn't need to be visible all day to tempt us because this usually leads to more servings than initially intended. How can we expect our kids to show restraint when we're not able to exercise it ourselves? Do you eat like a child? When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. 
when I became a man, I put the way of childhood behind me. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. A lot of adults still eat as if they are children. I cannot eat like my boys who are in their 18 years. If a team has ice cream after a soccer tournament, I don't get ice cream because I didn't just burn through the hundreds of calories they did. If you really want ice cream, have it at home in a 100-calorie portion after dinner. Do not fall into the human garbage disposal trap of eating whatever is left on your kids' plates or eating whatever they eat. I understand not wanting to waste food, but we are in more danger of wasting our health when we eat high-caloric kid fare. Upgrade your eating habits to your age and current activity level. This is not a curse, but a blessing. When it comes to teaching healthy choices, the best example you can give others, including your kids, is to start and end the day with the Lord while also choosing healthy activities for yourself. Like it or not, we are live reality TV. Our children watch our every move. My kids see me read the Bible, volunteer church, love my neighbor, and make healthy choices. They also see me yell, cry, get angry, and occasionally throw a temper tantrum. I am by no means less of a sinner than anyone else. However, most days they know my joy comes from the Lord. As I mentioned, I did not grow up this way. It is never too late to provide biblical teaching, healthy examples, and structure to your child's life. And it is certainly never too early. Today's reflection, redeemed. It's never too late to start early. Today's action, Jesus makes all things new. With Him by your side, you can change the trajectory of your family at any time. Pick one item at a time and get to work. Number two, if you're not already a believer, run. Don't walk to your nearest Bible-believing church and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Number three, make this both your personal and family motto if it isn't already. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua 24, 15. Thank you for listening to Faith Versus Weight, reminding you that you already have victory in Christ. Consult your physician before starting any weight loss or exercise program.